You're listening to the Photo Up Podcast, where we're covering photography, marketing, and business from all sides of the industry. I'm your host, New York wedding photographer, marketer, and resident sleepy person, Megan Brookelman. Welcome back to the Photo Op Podcast. Today we're chatting with Southern California-based wedding photographer, Clarice Gray. So welcome, Clarice. Thank you. Stoked to be here. Thank you so much for being here. So tell us a little about you. How did you get started with wedding photography? Well, I started a couple of years ago, I would say like four-ish years ago. Back in college, I used to photograph and do video for everything in my sorority. And that kind of, you know, how sororities go, there's just tons of tons of women involved. So that kind of just spiraled after uh, right around graduation. One one of the women asked me to shoot her wedding and and then literally here we are. It just kind of went from that to this. Just, you know, it, it's great. It was a really good network. And uh, that's kind of how I got started, just um, bringing my camera everywhere. And yeah, it's been really, really fun. So tell us about your wedding photography style. How do you shoot a wedding? I uh, try to keep a pretty laid back, but um, also professional approach. Uh, I kind of just, I don't know, that's just really my personality, more laid back than professional, but I try to, you know, really rein it in for a, for a wedding. So I try to keep it really fun, very candid and very like tailored to the couple. Like if their personality is super goofy and silly and whatever, I'm not going to make them do those extremely romantic poses and all this, you know, kind of posy stuff because that's just not their style. It's not going to make sense for them. So I try to tailor the experience towards every couple, which I mean, I've gotten amazing feedback about that. So I'm going to keep doing it because it's been working. So that's kind of my, my approach and my style for weddings. Fair enough. And how do you prepare your clients for such a casual experience? Um, the main thing that actually has been big, the biggest success for me has been just like tailoring my Instagram and my Facebook to my personality. So they know exactly what they're coming into and they know the vibes to expect because it's literally in their face every single day on my Instagram feed. And like having that sort of approach attracts those kind of people who are looking for that approach. So that's really just been like the easiest thing is I don't, I don't really have to prepare people much because they know exactly what they're getting. I mean, obviously I tell them like, Hey, this is my style. This is blah, blah, blah. This is what you're going to be getting, but they're kind of already prepped and ready to go because they're attracted to my style and my personality because that's what they see all the time. So that's really been the best thing for me. I love that. It sounds like you have a really clear brand definition. Totally. And from what I understand, your business went through a bit of a transitional period, right? Yeah. Yeah. About um, two years ago, actually, I was uh, not fresh out of college, but a little bit. And like every photographer goes through your first couple years, you're excited about booking and making money and excited that people want to pay you to take pictures because, you know, you've always been told it's not going to go anywhere and no one's going to, it's not going to be a, you know, a viable way to live. So you're stoked, right? And, um, I was just shooting anything and everything and any wedding for any budget. I didn't really, I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it for a thousand dollars, whatever. So I just kind of got bored of shooting just the things that I didn't really feel like were very me. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of just becoming like a chore and it's not, it's not me. It wasn't me. So I was just kind of buckled down and I was like, I'm over this. Like, I don't want to shoot in parks anymore. I don't want to shoot at whatever, like for engagement photos, I want to do fun things. I want to do things that I love and that like people, people want to 
hire me because this is just very me. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, so I just kind of redid it all. I rebranded and I did some free shoots with people. I reached out to bloggers and um, local like couples um, and shot with them for free in locations that I picked and kind of styled them a little bit. And that really was just, I mean, that blew up for me. I have one, um, one shoot that kind of blew up not to toot my own horn or anything, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. So I shot with like a popular blogger and, uh, yeah, that was just, I mean, I still get people asking me about it to this day, like, Oh, I want to recreate this. So yeah, I I did, I did the whole rebranding thing and just really brought my personality into it. And on my social media and on my website. And I went to a workshop, which was super, super helpful, which just kind of told, they like reinforced, um, that mindset that you need to put your personality, you need to put you into your business because people aren't attracted to businesses. They're attracted to people. So that's how it went for me. The most important part of any kind of pivot like that is to define the brand and shape the personal brand, like you mentioned. So can you talk about how you injected your personality into your newly defined brand? Totally. I think the biggest thing that I like, I feel like I've been saying that a bunch of times, but the biggest thing that I did was you just really have to just don't think about it too much. Just go onto your let's say you want to do a full rebrand, full website, you know, whatever, refresh, literally go onto your website and just start typing how you would talk to your friends. Like if your friends are like, Oh, like, so tell me about your wedding photography business. You know, you talk really, you talk more casual, you talk more laid back, not as like, Oh, congratulations on your upcoming wedding and your engagement. This is so exciting. I mean, no one talks like that. No one's that formal. Maybe you are. I don't know. That's just not me. I would, I'd be like, sick this is cool good job like I don't know (laughs) you know (laughs) like so I just bring that into my website really brought brought all of that into all my copy and changed up my um email responses which was a huge thing that I learned at um this workshop hustle and flow which they said um to your email responses are that's what's losing you business so just first start it on your website make it more you and then you really have to think about your work I mean what is your work saying? Is it posed? Is it, I mean, is it good? That was a big thing that I had to, I would really look at it and I was like, honestly, my work like low key kind of sucks. So I had to like fix my editing. I really got into like learning more about posing and just being more intentional when I'm shooting so that it makes sense for like me and my brand. But um, yeah, just really changing up the, um, the copy I think is just the first start. You, you just have to make it you and bring yourself into it and just talk like you. Yeah. I mean, your website, it's so personal and I haven't seen a ton of photographers with sites like it, honestly. You know, I'm seeing a lot of uh, the same templates being used for websites, which is okay. Cause obviously those are gorgeous templates, but right. I feel like yours is really like, it's literally out of the box. Like there are lines all over the place for those who are curious, it'll be in the show notes, but it's Clarice Ray, R-A-E.com. Um, so can you talk about what kind of a process it was for designing that site and doing the copywriting? How long did it take? Tell us, tell us everything. Totally. So I, uh, one of my good friends, shout out Marissa Highland, referred me to showit.com or showit.co actually. Um, and it's basically like this, it's straight up drag and drop. I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want 
I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this, but I'm a cursor. So whatever. <laughs> You're fine. Okay, great. You can do whatever you want. You could drag and drop, move things around. I mean, this is literally like the most personalized thing out there. You can do whatever you want. Like, so anything. I'm obsessed with it. So I, I'm a graphic designer by trade. That's my um, nine to five job. That's one of my emphases, emphases in college um, doing graphic design. So I'm a graphic designer. And so I've kind of brought that into my website. I designed it all. I want to say I drew it out on a piece of paper first. And I was like, yes, this is what I want it to look like. I love these colors. I want it to be funky. I want lines. I want weird shapes. I just want color and fun things. Cause like, I don't know. I think I'm pretty fun and I love color and why not throw that onto my website? So I kind of just whipped it all up. It took me, I would say a total took me about a week, but I wasn't working on it all day, every day. I think probably, probably if I added it all up, it would, it probably took about 24 hours total. Um, so I was working on it after work, a couple hours and, um, yeah, it's show it is great. And it really lets you bring out your personality because you can do whatever you want. And the templates are awesome, but, um, I, I didn't use a template, obviously. I mean, it's very tailored to me and my style. So the templates are great, but what's good, really great about it is you can just move anything around and add in your own little swashes and designs and stuff. So it's cool. If you're listening, go check out her site. It is just full of inspiration for you. And I want to go back to email responses, which you had mentioned. Totally. Let's talk about that. You said that your email responses are what's losing you the most business. So can you can you dive a little more into that? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, your website has to be relatively decent. But if your work is good and people can get a hold of you somehow, great. And if you're losing them after your first email or they're ghosting you or they're going with somebody else, it's because your email sucks. I mean, that used to be me as well. I was very much just like, oh, hello there, Megan. Super excited about your engagement. This is amazing. Congrats. Um, you know, follow the following information are my packages. And it's just like, I mean, it's just copy, paste, boring, boring, no personality. So now I have my um, inquiry like form on my website, you know, you have to fill out little tidbits about you, about, you know, the couple, um, tell me some, like I have like, uh, what do I have? I said like, where, where would you want to travel most in the world? I just like to know little things about people so that I can use that later when I, when I'm emailing them. So anyway, they inquire and your response back should don't talk about your, like the prices and stuff right away. I mean, if like they no people want to be talked about, like they love talking about themselves. People love that. It's just, everybody knows this. It's science, psychology, whatever. Talk about them first, ask them questions, unless they're just like straight up, like, hi, we have, you know, this budget, just, just give us the information, whatever. But if they're giving you some personality, give them some personality back. Don't just go right in. And this is what I learned at hustle and flow. They say, I don't know, this is a little bit vulgar, but throwing out your package list is kind of just like sending a dick pic. Why would you do that first off? Like, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, nobody does that. That's just a total turnoff. Just sending out your packaging, like your price list is just like, oh, okay. They obviously just care about the money and they have a set price list. And I don't know, cool, whatever. We'll have to think about it later, you know? But 
getting more personal and then asking questions like, cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's talk about your wedding now. What's your budget like? This is sort of my base, base pricing and packages. And, um, you know, I'm totally willing to build a custom package for you guys. So just let me know what you're looking for and we can figure it out and you can hop on a phone call or FaceTime call. But just, I think what I've seen with people and their email responses, is just that they're so cookie cutter and so boring. And it's just, you're losing people. People aren't going to remember you. I mean, you want to really get them in on that first email. Because if you think about it, people are booking their weddings. They're looking, they probably have like 15 tabs open on their, on their uh, Google Chrome, you know, like, Oh, love their work. Love their work. Let me just shoot an email to all 15 of these people. I mean, you, you're lost. You're lost in it. You know what I mean? So you have to stand out. I mean, I think first with uh, with good work, obviously, great website, and then you really seal the deal with a personal email. And they're like, holy shit, I love this person. I want to book them. And that's it. For sure. And your contact form on your website, I'm taking a look at it right now. And it's got tons and tons of really cute tidbits for couples to fill out, like which photos and videos stuck out to you the most. How do you how do you implement these things into your responses when they when they do respond to you? Oh, that's a super good question. Um, I, I like that question on my contact form especially because it lets me know what style. I don't know how to explain it. Sort of what couple they relate with. Like the sometimes honestly, it's what the couple looks like or the location that they were in or the vibe of the shoot overall. If it was like a, I have this one shoot in here that's super super fun. It was in Palm Springs. The couple is really trendy and cute, and they're doing you know fun things, jumping around. It's very fun and energetic. So when people tell me they like that shoot, I'm like, great, cool. That means that tells me that they resonate with this couple and this shoot and the vibes of this shoot. And essentially, you know, they would want to recreate that. So I'm like, great. They have good, fun vibes and they're ready to just do whatever. And I have other, other shoots that are, you know, they're still really fun, but you can tell the couples just so maybe they felt a little bit, um, not as comfortable in front of a camera, which that happens to a ton of people totally. And, um, not that that comes across, but I feel like you can kind of just, look at people and sort of tell if they're like a little bit more reserved or shy. So I don't know, for me, I've shot so many couples that feel that way. And I feel like, um, I don't know, I'm a good judge of character on that. So when I, when people tell me they like those shoots, like on my website, I'm like, okay, great. Maybe they're a little bit more reserved and they don't want the super fun, like goofy, like poses and all that stuff. So they just want something more simple, but fun and sweet and their personality. I'm like, Hey, great. So that kind of just tells me what, what to expect from them and what they like, like what, uh, parts of their work they like from me or sorry, what parts of my work they like from me. And do people ever try and email you and kind of circumvent the contact form? Um, honestly, no, they used to, and my contact form sucked, but now they don't. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. I feel like, I feel like looking at this and looking at your other personal branding, it all really ties together. Um, and for those who are listening right now, you know, there's a lot of personality when it comes to Clarice's site and all of the copy is very casual. It's kind of like, you know, her, it's the same cadence that she speaks in. Um, So definitely, again, go take a look. And for photographers who are listening, who are trying to make their own pivot, what advice do you have for them in redoing their own digital branding? Like where should they start? Uh, I think first, if you're not a designer, you should work with a designer. I mean, I I mean, maybe I'm 
maybe I'm biased because I'm a designer, but I just look at some people's sites and their work is amazing. And then I look, scroll up and look at their logo. I'm like, Oh my God, like who hurt you with this logo? This logo is awful, (laughs) awful and terrible. And they're just, there's no branding. There's no personality in, in anything, you know, it's just pretty pictures. And I, I don't know. I think branding is just so important because it just gets the point across like it's like a, it's like an accent piece in your house. You know, you could have a beautiful house, but all of your furniture makes no sense. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. Your house is great. Love this space. But I mean, it looks God awful because it doesn't make sense and it doesn't tie in. So having that branding, having your colors, your fonts, um, little decals, little things like that, they do so, they just do wonders just tying everything in and you don't have to work with an expensive, fancy $2,000 designer. I mean, you can, you can work with any designer or at least get a good logo and then look on Pinterest for inspiration and just be like, I like these elements. I like these elements. And you can, I mean, if you have any semblance of using any Photoshop or illustrator, you should be able to figure it out. Google YouTube, YouTube university is just best, the best college out there. Go on YouTube, look it up, how to make decals and how to, you know, do this and this branding is so important. And I really think that everyone just needs to tie it into their website. It's just, it'll uh, make a world of difference for you. And as you've proven, branding is more than just the visual components, but the visual components are a huge part of it. What are some common mistakes you've seen photographers make when it comes to their overall brand? Um, I think trying to do everything at once, like trying to, trying to be like a, an adventure photographer and, uh, you know, luxury high end vibe. I mean, those to me are not really interchangeable. Like a adventure elopement photographer is very casual, woodsy, kind of crunchy, you know, like very granola. Love that. Love that for them. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a brand in itself. And just trying to mix, um, trying to like be everything and trying to just be this jack of all trades. You know that phrase, jack of all trades, master of none. I think that's a huge thing that people are kind of trying to do. And that's, that's not what branding is. You have to find your brand to find who you are, who you tailor to and how you can make that work for like your work. It has to make sense with your work. Like if I was out here trying to brand myself as this, high-end luxury, you know, vibe. It just wouldn't work. I mean, I'm too, I don't know, I'm too lax, too, I don't know. I say it curse too much <laughs> to be a to be a high-end <laughs> photographer. I mean, I I don't know. So it just wouldn't work. And I think that's one mistake that I see a lot of on people's sites is that they're trying to be something that they physically are not. And that's okay. But it's just not gonna work for you. And once you find your brand, and just bring out your own personal personality. I mean, it's, it's literally unique to everybody. Then you're just going to see, it's just going to explode in the best way. Now, the idea of catering your brand to your ideal client is something that I have heard tossed around a lot lately. And I want to know if you have an ideal client in your business or what the concept of an ideal client even means to you. Super great question. This is another thing we kind of learned at um, the Hustle and Flow workshop is that the ideal client, that term, I don't know. It's kind of rude in a sense that you're excluding 
you know, if you, if you use the term ideal client as like, oh, I'm looking for um, young couples in their 20s that are middle to upper class, um, you know, that like camping and hiking and they like this and this and fancy mid-century modern and whatever. Like that, that used to be what I was, you know, looking for. That would, that's like, oh, this is my ideal client. That's not an ideal client. An ideal client to me, what I learned is that it's anybody who likes my work, likes me and wants to pay me money to shoot their wedding. That's an ideal client. Somebody who is, who like not respects me, but you know, looks at my work and is like, love this, would love this person to shoot my, shoot my wedding. Let's book her. Great. Cool. That's my ideal client. Somebody who likes me and wants to pay me money and just, you know, gets the vibe. That's, that's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And when you were kind of transitioning your business to make it more personal, make it more cohesive across the board, what are some things that helped you through that transitional period? I know you said you did the hustle and flow workshop. Were you educating yourself in other ways? Did you find community? Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Community was really, really important for me. Um, this workshop has an online like a Facebook group. So when I was doing my rebrand, I was like, Hey, um, can I get some feedback on this website? I mean, and if you're not in the hustle and flow Facebook group, I mean, there's, there's a, there's tons of others that are free because this one to be in it, you have to go to the workshop. There's a, there's a bunch of other Facebook groups. Honestly, you just post it at any Facebook group and you'd be like, Hey, what do you guys think about this website? And it's, it's nice to get feedback from other photographers because you know, if they're having success with their site, they'll give you advice and you can go and look at it and be like, I like this. I like this. I don't like this. And I don't like this. And having some trusted friends in the community. I have a, some great friends that I'm like, Hey, I just updated this. Um, what do you think? Is it lame? Is it weird? Is it too much? And they'll give you honest feedback because why not? You know, that's what friends are for. So I think having a good community is, um, something that really, really helped me get to a spot with my website that I love. And I think it's just working. Um, and honestly, getting feedback from couples. I I sent some starter uh, draft links to some couples that I've shot or that I'm friends with. I'm like, hey, you're looking for a wedding photographer. Um, you know, you already booked me. Or if they booked somebody else and I'm just friends with them, like, just give me some feedback on my site. And does it make you want to book? Do you have questions? Um, are you finding any spelling errors, broken links, pictures you don't like, pictures you would like to see? So just things like that. Getting getting opinions from other people um, was really, really helpful for me. And speaking of that, do you ever reach out to former clients or leads that went cold or anything like that to improve your business in other ways? Yeah. Sometimes if I, you know, if I really vibed with a cup with a couple and um, they ended up not booking me, sometimes I'll reach back out and I'm like, Hey, yeah, no, no worries. Like no hard feelings. Just, um, why, why didn't you book me <laughs> low key kind of sad, but you know, it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> like, was it something, what can I improve on? Is it my pricing? Is it, um, response time? Is it what, you know, X, Y, Z, what, if you don't want to tell me that's totally fine. Um, and that, that's a really good way to improve on, um, whatever it is that they said is, you know, the reason that they didn't book you. So yeah, I do do that sometimes. I definitely do. And what advice do you have for someone who's just starting off as a photographer? They're not really sure what they're looking to achieve yet, but they know they want to build something, something that's well-defined. Shoot for free. You have to shoot for free just to 
to even find your, I mean, if you're just starting out and you're kind of in the same boat that I was and you're just shooting anybody and everybody, and you don't really know what you're, you don't really know what it is that you love and what your bread and butter is, just shoot for free, reach out to couples. Then you can really just, um, hone in on your posing skills. You can hone in on your editing. You can be like, Oh, I hate this editing style. Now I know that I hate it. I'm going to redo it and change it all up. That, that was the game changer for me was doing free shoots. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying shoot for free for like a year. That's ridiculous. I did like four free shoots, but I did them with, you know, bloggers that had like a decent following so that I would get that exposure from their followers. Um, I mean, I know exposure doesn't pay bills, but in my case, it kind of did. So that's shooting for free is um, a big thing that really worked for me. And then you can just find your, and I still do it to this day. One of the photos on my, uh, my um, front page, it's the um, two women in the water. That's a free shoot that I did. And that's like one of my favorite photos I've shot of the entire year. So, or honestly, like my entire career, I love that photo. It's just so great. So it's a really, really great way to learn more about you and your style and just to have fun with it because there's no pressure. Exactly. I'm also in the camp. I'm so glad you mentioned this. I'm also in the camp of, you know, shoot for free, especially if you don't have anything else going on because photography is a muscle. You need to keep flexing it. You need to keep, you know, growing your business. And even if that means, you know, getting exposure, it it does pay the bills. Like you said, eventually it's, it's about, you know, that snowball effect. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure you can relate. It's just more, it's so much less pressure. You can just be like, Hey guys, yeah, let's go over here. Actually, you know what? Let's not do that. Let's do this instead. It's just so fun. And you can, everybody's having fun with it. Cause there's no pressure. If the pictures turn out awful, we never have to talk about this ever again. And it's <laughs> totally fine. You know, it's, yeah, it's great. It's really great. Exactly. And then do you have any last words of advice for photographers? Um, I just, biggest thing I would say is just to never stop like learning about your gear, about your editing, about posing, do research on locations, no location scout, go to workshops, do free workshops, do workshops that cost a lot of money. Just investing in your business is the absolute best thing you can do. And it doesn't have to be, you know, tons of money. It can literally just be Googling some SEO tactics and looking up how to pin on Pinterest. Just keep giving back to your business and it will give back to you because that's just how things work and how things grow. And it's great. Yeah. And where can our audience find you? Um, on, on the gram, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Clarice Ray, Clarice.Ray, C-L-A-R-I-S-S-E dot R-A-E. Um, I mean, I guess Facebook, but I just post from Instagram to Facebook. So Instagram is where I'm at or online on my website, graceray.com. Um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at Instagram all day, every day. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This has been so insightful. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, letting me come on and talk. Love it. It's been really fun. Thanks so much for tuning into the photo op podcast. If you liked this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and let me know what you liked and what you want to hear more of. Also head on over to the Facebook community and participate in some conversation with fellow photographers. If you want to reach me directly, feel free to DM me at Megan Brookelman, which is linked in the show notes as well. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in a flash.